this is Daniel. And this is Jean. And this is a podcast to magically disappoint our parents. As per usual. Welcome, welcome, everyone. So glad Um, you're here. So glad you're here. So glad you all are here. (laughs) So glad everyone's here. So glad. So glad. Oh my, y'all, it's Friday. I'm so happy. Friday. Friday's the best day. It really is. Before spring Um, break, the best day. The the other best day is the day that you sign up for Bruja Baddies Patreon. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Patreon.com forward slash Bruja Baddies for $2 a month. Um, You'll get a Patreon exclusive. So like mm. bonus episodes and whatevs. Balitang mm. Baddies, you get bonus episodes plus some, like you get like a newsletter. Mm. Duh. Mm. and then for ten dollars a month which is fyi what a steal the most popular <laughs> um i'm just most saying popular. it's it's the most popular out of the three so for ten dollars a month you uh with the balak bayan baddies um level you get you get the bonus you get the balitang and then you get a little something something get a little treat a little something in the oh, mail. Dang. Extra. Um, so many baddies. I'm just saying. Folks folks got a little something, something over Pasco. Just saying. Mm. So. Sign me up. Um, No, Jean. Like, <laughs> you, you, you don't sign up. Other people sign up. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying that like, <laughs> I know Jean's got like fans. Only fans. Ooh. <laughs> so like if you really love gene you'll prove it by joining the patreon right i know i know y'all have a crush on me somewhere i'm just saying if you, if you have the funds to do so we'll drop the link what's 10 bucks a month what is right it? i have a lot of like sugar daddy prospects in my dms who are actually <laughs> hot, but, but maybe if you're a real sugar daddy, oh my god you'll Can be you- in can you please <laughs> reply to them? Wait, if if it's with this link, or yes, yes, have the just <laughs> send that reply and nothing else. All right, <laughs> we're out here. That's that's called um, that's redistribution <laughs> of uh, wealth, baby. <laughs> baby and dad, before. no, not baby daddy. Never mind. It's no. not. No. So how are you doing? <laughs> um, I'm I'm all right. You know, Heather and I on the first we celebrated four years of marriage. Hey, four yes. years! So Can you believe it? Time flies <laughs> when you're um, having fun. When you're having fun and when you love each other, we're disgusting. Um, Heather got me <laughs> this really cool shadow box. Um, it's got like different like multiple layers of paper and it has I'll, I'll show it later. wow and it's got a uh, like led lighting in the background and when you turn it on it's a scene from horizon forbidden west and it's Whoa. very it's very cute um i had no idea that she like, finds the coolest merch she really does it's what's like to have a, a good spouse i guess i'm just kidding mm-hmm. that's that's so like um materialistic but i'm a she is a great spouse though she really is um other than that like you know this week was like I was feeling really like 
as the kids say mid and I even I even mentioned it in my group therapy session I don't I don't know if we've mentioned this but Gina and I have a group therapy course and we have group therapy sessions not together but yeah, our, separate. our separate classes have like anyway so um I'm, I don't think I'm breaking confidentiality by just talking about what I shared um mm-hmm. like I just felt really mid and I felt like kind of meh but I think it was really just the like mid-semester funk mm-hmm. because um I think it's not just me that feels that and so I felt a little better at <laughs> the end of that and then Wednesday I had a real like well Tuesday was a good class and then Wednesday I um I don't know like there was a change in energy and I felt a shift and I like was out of the house at like 8 30 in the morning and like had all my my errands ran before like before 10 for sure I was at home in like an hour like I went to Target and then I went to Seafood City which by the way I think there's a a Skyflakes shortage what yeah I, I there's a conspiracy to... against you there's too many things that listen I... so I I had to pick up so I I wanted to get some some sort of flake and I can't remember <laughs> what I have it's called something flake so I wonder you know I have to do some research to see if they just rebranded or if blue Sky flake? flakes I don't know the the box it it starts I think it starts with an m oh I'm so terrible I'll I'll look after this but uh um yeah I got I got all this stuff done before 9 30 so I was, I was out of the house for like less than an hour I was done I was cleaning the house and then I had a study session and got a bunch of shit done <gasps> okay. oh wait no that was th- actually that was Thursday but Wednesday I, I also had a study session done or that I did and I got so much shit done and I'm like what is this I like this. Is it because of the Pisces season? Is that is that a factor? Um, oh, you know, I was I was I tried not to think too much about uh, Pisces being in Saturn because like you know like your return to Saturn or or like your um I don't know how to explain a return to Saturn. Is it like figuring out what you're really like what's really important for you or like the the patterns that you've been doing over the past how many years? Is it is it every decade? I'm so terrible. Yeah. Or um, like if those patterns, if you're continuing to do them and they're not working for you, like this is the time to really uh, figure that out. And so maybe a bitch just has to get up. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Weird. What a concept. What a fucking concept. But um, after that, you know, Wednesday was international perceived as Women's Day. (laughs) Hey, um, and I went rock climbing with Heather, and y'all, I fell uh, bouldering like from really high up, like at least six feet. I fell oh, onto the mat, and mm-hmm. like I felt, I fell right, like the correct way to fall. Like I, I fell on my feet with yeah. my legs, with my knees bent, and then I immediately just rolled onto my back and did like a cro- crucifix. And when it like a little like shout out to the Lord because like y'all I was so scared like I climbed all the way up and I I I didn't take into account how much more energy and strength I would need getting down 
Um, and mm -hmm. so I didn't hit the top of the wall. Like I got to the very top boulder thing, like the, the hand mm -hmm. grabby, but uh -huh. you like, I guess the unofficial, like you finished it is you touch the top of the wall. Um, mm -hmm. and then, um, so Heather was pumping iron in the weight section behind me and she yelled to the top, to the top. And I was like, no, <laughs> and then, um, I, I started uh, climbing down and then halfway down, like I could really feel like I don't have enough strength to finish this. And so mm. I yelled to Heather, as I said, uh, get my butt, please. <laughs> like, I just wanted, <laughs> like, I didn't want her to catch me because I figured that like, that would be too much, but I think I just needed her to be the, in the vicinity. And then, so that I felt her touch my butt and then I just let go and that's and then afterwards like I got up and um like my wrists and my forearms and my hands were really like my muscles were locked up so I think that was like the adrenaline and my hearing went cloudy for a couple of seconds and so I was like oh my god <laughs> I think my body's going into rigor mortis because it thinks nope. I died <laughs> but after that I was like fucking done with the day because like I just didn't have any strength left to climb but it was really fucking scary but also really fun <laughs> same what, time so did did Heather uh was it Heather's touching your butt at the time or <laughs> were you like, imagining the um, no, I, I felt I felt her touch my my butt or my back okay like I I heard her there so okay. it, it wasn't like it wasn't a ghost or or my some other ancestors. someone else. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't like a guardian angel or anything like that. I'll have to um, I'll have to send a photo or I'll, like I'll I'll have a photo for the the Instagram if anyone cares. Okay, good. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, nevertheless, I persisted, and I'm gonna reap the benefits of being perceived as a woman all month. So. Good. You should. You should. Um, I'm going I'll go to. next, y'all. <laughs> I'll go next. So it's spring break finally. I can't even believe it. We're here. Um, I only got one exam to do on a Tuesday. Why? But I guess that's what graduate school is all about, Hanukkah. Um, so it's bullshit. I've committed to being social the fir the fir <laughs> the first half of this uh spring break and the. A hiatus on the next half of the spring break and I'm really proud of that um which is you know on this point um Wendy my my um uh, my professor was like hey your homework is five minutes to do nothing absolutely nothing and she's like that's self-care but what feelings come up for you so I did that today at a coffee shop and I was like whoa like the world moves so much slower in a cool way and I'm like wow I should take more five minutes per day so that was kind of nice um but hold, hold and on, it's Jean. accessible Jean but what if you did five mm -hmm. minutes times five at once <gasps> 20 oh hey <laughs> maximizing for the price of one no just kidding I love that uh I'm gonna work towards it work towards my five minutos um let's see so I also been really putting myself out there with my book I uh, joined this cartoonist co-op there's like two of my favorite cartoonists in it and they're really trying to disrupt like how um 
the comics industry doesn't really allow for profits of creators. So we're, their motive is to take power back by um, promoting each other kind of more in a cooperative sense. I was like, what's another word for that? And so I pitched my book in their catalog. And so they're going to try and vet it for the next five days. So um, I just, I don't know. It makes me feel really good to put myself out there because it could be like, who the fuck is Gene Munson? But Gene Munson's not going away. And so I call this this like purgatory <laughs> between, um, oh, it's called Cartoonist Co-op. That's just what it's called. Um, so yeah, like it's just like this purgatory of like, being confident and uh, being an imposter syndrome. So it's like, I don't know, I just feel really good. And I, I really do credit our last recorded episode on mediocrity as just being like, the effort is there. So let go, let God, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I, I, I've been feeling that way. And that was kind of just something I challenged my classmates in group, group class. I was like, at what point are you just free? <laughs> and then I used the metaphor like, like whip, whip your tits out already. Like let it go. Um, <laughs> I love that. I don't know if that was aggressive to them. But I think I that's know if aggressive, um, but I finally said it very I loudly. Whip, whip your tits out. Yeah, I literally said that. You, that you're inciting a crime. <laughs> I think that's uh, de- 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 depending on uh, who's as born as what. If you whip your tits out, I think you get arrested yeah. for it. Don't, well, don't sue just, Dean. Just let something hang. <laughs> at, your, at your discretion. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I really, I truly am grateful for our mediocrity, ep- mediocrity episode. And I know a lot of our usual listeners um, have been digging it too. Um, so on a serious, not so serious note, I did a keynote for an international women's day at a gifted school. Now I only heard of gate when I was in elementary. I didn't hear of gate that gifted and talented education in any other grade in Guam. So I was like, whoa, they still do this stuff? <laughs> Go figure. Um, but most of the parents, I talked about keeping to your kid dreams and a lot of the parents really resonate with the inner child work. And I was like, okay. Um, Cause I don't know if you've ever, you've ever been to a keynote, especially when you're like graduating. And then they always invite somebody who has big money and they're like always bragging about their business or their law degree or whatever yeah. degree they have. And they don't yeah. really care about this, the class they're talking to. So this, um, I framed my talk about being a sleepy seventh grader and like how I turned out. <laughs> that That's probably so, not uh, what they wanted you to say. Yeah, yeah, they did. At first it shocked them. I showed them a picture of me uh, at a leadership conference sleeping on the floor, like while everyone's taking this like group picture. And I was like, you see that sleepy girl? That's me. Look at how I turned out. um it was really funny but everyone dug it everyone dug my humor and then um so I'll take that as a win and so it just made me really think about what does it mean to be gifted and maybe we'll do an episode about this but uh if you know I think if my parents had money or the means or even the education to know what gifted means like could could like us ADHDers like be gifted with like the right support um because I had a conversation with a teacher like without support, like really gifted people can like be murderers, you know what I mean? Like, cause they're just like, they don't know how to wrangle in the gift. Like kind of really like X-Men, everything leads back to the X-Men. And then I was thinking about, could Koi mm. be gifted? Cause he has longer term memory. I even looked up like, what's the traits of someone gifted? And it's like somebody with adult humor, somebody who has like long-term memory or whatever, but also like 
when I was there, all these little kids had koi vibes, like kind of like, <gasps> sorry, koi. They kind of have, they were like mousy. They were mousy. And I remember being like, hey, did, did anyone read Harry Potter? And this nine-year-old's like, I read all of it. I said, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so like, could we be gifted? You know, when I think about how prolific um, Daniel can read. And so that's just some food for thought and a reflection to like, what does access to resource look like? Maybe a theme we'll later explore in this episode. Oh my God. I, first of all, can you like, have you, well, I'm, I think you have, I don't want to mm-hmm. make assumptions here. <laughs> you, you were a, a keynote speaker at a gifted program, Gene Munson. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's so huge. It was, um, it's funny too. Cause the parents were like, why did you invite Gene Munson? And <gasps> they said, their literature teacher said to the, uh, the administration, I asked my kids, my gifted kids to convert comics into literature, into printed text. And they found it so hard. So it was, they were stumped with comics. And so they said, we have to find somebody who gets it, who can help bridge between picture and text. And which is really funny because us people who aren't considered gifted or like, who love comics and read visual medium all day it's like we drink that shit so like we're really gifted kids to be stunned by comics is like the one win we have as like mediocre <laughs> you know mediocre in quotations students isn't that funny yeah that's it, the but, one thing yeah it's like very classed <laughs> too because like you know graphic novels right and because comics they're used to text heavy. cartoons yeah yeah they're very yes. like poo-pooed yes. as not like a uh like <laughs> academic yeah. medium I mean, it's, it's yes ableist too yes yeah yeah because it's like like the word gifted could mean like you're just abled in a different way yes yes exactly or like neurodivergent. yeah is it gifted because there's money like because yeah. there's tons of oh. <laughs> <laughs> because because like I mean, I see tons of like either first gen college students or like, you know what I mean? Or just like who are, who have it, who have the fucking magic. Like you give them something and they just like run away with it and they could, they could teach the fucking class at some point. And I'm just kind of like, and I joke all the time with students. I'm like, wow, like here, here's the freaking dry erase marker. You're smarter than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, they don't, they're not used to being affirmed in the classroom. So they're just kind of like, nah, nobody. And I'm like, yeah y'all we're the same way we're like i'm not <laughs> oh my god it is if also if you think about it in our program where everyone's like oh i'm so bad at this like y'all we're in grad school i know <laughs> like we had to get accepted into a program yes <laughs> they didn't just let us in <laughs> yeah yeah that's definitely something i i definitely said that as my own disclosure like i was like we're already in here like how much more like you didn't mean like how much more do we like don't we get a break don't we get to take a breath yeah um that's all mediocrity episode talking so that's my update daniel um the the past two weeks has just been like a slog um because kind of like what nicole uh shared earlier like that mid-semester um that mid-semester slump um i am very glad that it's spring break um, but today 
compared to like all the other days today was just like too long way too long um the students were are, were all just like you know like doing homework and stuff uh or not homework doing just like finishing up like classwork and then just like chilling out because they finished with everything so I was just making um bookmarks <laughs> the whole day <laughs> <laughs> um I I would I just like open up like a google docs page grab some pictures from the internet all like just famous like works of art and I would, I would just mm -hmm. print it like like in between every class and I would laminate it while the students are working. I would cut it like the next yeah, class and just repeat. Printing. That sounds like so much fun. It was that so, is so fun. Um, and I was just like, I want one. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I have a lot. I'll I'll stop by. <laughs> oh wait, I'll give you one. Um, one week. Tuesday. Talk. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, and I guess I could, I could update um the folks about this too. Um, hi y'all. I might uh, or not. I might. Sorry. I uh, will be an employee at UNLV <gasps> um, because I'm going to apply for the library position there. Let's put it out into the universe. Yes, we love we love it. We love it when we throw it in. Also, um, anyone at UNLV libraries with the nepotism hookup, do it. Please, 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 please. I've already called like HR. So, you know, like this bitch is serious. <laughs> It's um, like, honestly, you're so qualified. If anyone's been listening to the show, it's like, you're beyond qualified. And I'm not just saying this because we're co-hosts, but like, literally, we could be talking about something and you like, you reference it for me and yeah. like, Kathy Park Hong, y'all. Like, you always do that stuff to us. <laughs> yeah, you have that wealth of knowledge and the, um, definitely the, the skill to research, mamas. Gifted. <laughs> gifted mom. You're gifted. You have a balance, as Joe Coy, Joe Coy's mom um, likes to say. And one thing that I'm like super, super excited about too, um, is that, you know, like I could take classes again because I'll be in that space and I'll have, <laughs> and I'll have like that benefit as oh you know, the employee. You're going to take Professor Munson's drawing course ah uh, yeah just Bloody. don't skip out because oh i i won't skip out Sorry. I'll, pay, I'll pay in fall gene munson <laughs> thank you um you'll and you'll pay might... in a cheesecake oh and cheesecake heck yeah oh, okay i'll take that okay okay um yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be that person in the office and i'll be like hi everyone i made cheesecake <sighs> and everyone's gonna Poor love man. me um what and also thing. maybe also get like a master's in english i don't know what okay oh. you had me listen your pisces <laughs> is in saturn y'all it's not just pisceans it's like everyone and there's everyone yeah yeah um but yeah that's that's my week and i'm excited for spring break because i could finally just not think about teaching Oh my god, are we going to the beach? Are we going to Fort Lauderdale? Yes. Are we gonna drink four locos and get wasted on the beach? Spring break, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I hope Carson Daly is there. <laughs> I think it's so funny that you say that you don't want to think about teaching, yet we're doing this episode where we need you to think about teaching. Oh so, yeah, we so sorry in advance, <laughs> Daniel. Listen, yeah. but as a librarian, you'd still be you're still an educator. 
yes, yes. That, that is true that is true that's true um so y'all all today's episode in an asian american can and asian americans i swear it'll be cleaner in the title but in today's episode daniel yes uh, as our longtime educator will be reacting to her findings from me and nicole's research project on the status of college and high school asian american women daniel has not seen our finished brochure that we prepared for our graduate class in career counseling today we're going to present to him and he can expand on or be surprised by our information so yes. we, we hit our little brochure there's a there's a little link um yeah. if you'd like to access our finished PDF or a printed copy of the brochure when we're done, graded and tested against time. Mm-hmm. Not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then check out our Patreon nah. because printing <laughs> and labor will help us continue to dig, y'all. Come Just on. Saying, Come I, on. That sounds like a yeah, if yeah. Yeah. It's reasonable. Ten dollars. it is. Come on. What's yes, ten dollars? Yeah. I mean, if you want a digital one, you know. You know what? We'll talk about that later. Get the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure out our tears. Um, anywho, thanks. And the reference uh, will be in the show notes. So here we go. Also, okay, I, I, I would also like to um, add that he- uh, Heather, that uh, Jean's got such <laughs> a strong back from carrying this <laughs> entire project on her back. I would not do this without the puns and the <laughs> the onion and aesthetics of uh, <laughs> our cooperative um hopefully we will okay so the intention behind kind of this cute kind cartoony uh, brochure is because the information may or may not be sad so we're just making a little bit of joy in our delivery yeah Nicole? I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like trauma but make it okay kawaii. so we're not out here <laughs> our brand um so we don't assume but i'll I'll, um share the definition of the model minority myth um oh and sorry the intention of our brochure is our high school and college asian american women overlooked in their school settings if so how can we best support their trajectories into meaningful career and life paths we're just giving the context but we actually if you go through the patreon um, we'll have access to the theories that we're ha- trying to help these populations, our populations, perhaps. Um, so please, please, please hit up the Patreon. Any who's it, um, the model minority myth, which is Asian Americans are more successful than other minorities. Did you, did y'all know that? No, just kidding. <laughs> um, so here's two things that kind of, um, aid in that definition. So Asian American students who believe the model minority myth are less likely to seek help. And the assumption that Asian American students and their immigrant parents do not need educational support or counseling assistance. Daniel, do you see this or not see this at your, um, as in your career as a teacher? Um, Among Asian American students. Okay. So like, it could be like me or like my Asian American students. I guess not wearing your um hat as a student, but as a teacher in okay, like in your span of teaching, I would say yeah, that they don't come to you or this is or a, they don't yeah, go ahead that they Sorry. don't um they don't they don't seek help and sometimes 
they would seek help at like the when they're at their lowest point mm. or like hardest to like reel back in not that like we can't reel them back in but like it's a as an e- effort to like reel them back in like a last okay. ditch effort yeah like of on on them rather than like right. on us yeah right. Um, one more thing, one more caveat. How about the women? Because you know, um, that's that was the hardest information mm. to find was that yeah. gendered piece. So, what what is your take on Asian American high school women so far in your classroom? Um, I'm thinking of like just like a couple of like the um, Asian American female students that I have um we are mm-hmm. like mostly like Latinx um so mm-hmm. I'm like I just have like a couple of them that I have and also like past students um I would say that they are they are more successful than um like other mm-hmm. minorities definitely I see that um but when they struggle they struggle what does the struggling look like, you know? Um, sometimes like, uh, like you could tell that what they're saying is just like what they, because it's because they know what they want the teacher to hear. Mm, like regurgitation, mm. right? Regurgitation. Yeah. So it's almost like, I'm just going to say this just so you don't see me struggle. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Like a, I've done that like a fake it, <laughs> like a like a fake it till you make it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I do that shit too, man. To this mm. day. <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm passing it to Nicole on the mono- monitor the minority section. All right. And so monitoring the minority, and this is not to, um, and so, and and this is not to say like monitoring them as like, like a Foucauldian sense of like, like being like a panopticon or monitoring as like, like the hall monitor to like uphold (laughs) um, the model minority um, identification, but, but monitoring is more so like being aware of when we see uh these like the model minority traits hat like come out um and how to use career counseling as a way to disrupt that so that's that's kind of what we mean by um monitoring the minority so using career counselors who use cultural humility as a way to um be buffers um and so quickly Cultural humility, because, you know, a lot of folks still use cultural competency, which is it's like hella outdated, but, you know, folks don't know until someone tells them. <laughs> so um, I'm going to refer to the American Psychological Association <laughs> um, for their, like, definition of um, cultural humility and in a nutshell it's like or yeah cultural humility like elevates this con the concept of cultural competency because competency you think you're like you're done right like you're adequate you're done you've learned everything you can move on with your life but cultural humility is acknowledging that this um type of 
um, self-reflection and like social justice work, like that is a lifelong commitment. Um, and, and part of that is acknowledging that it's a lifelong commitment. Um, and two, that you're going to fix power imbalances where you see them. And three, that you're developing partnerships with people who are already engaged in this type of work. So not trying to reinvent the wheel and not, because folks are, folks have been doing this work, right? Like since, since mm-hmm. folks have been oppressed, there have always been people who've been pushing back against that. And so like developing uh, relationships with those those folks and like coming in to work together and not as like a savior. That's, that is what cultural humility is. And so mm-hmm. as um, career counselors who, who use cultural uh, humility, um, when we're dealing with uh, um, Asian American femmes um, in high school and, and like that, um, that high school, college, and like that, uh, what is that word called? Like when you're trenches, that the transition between mm-hmm. you. Um, and so there's um, this high expect, high parental expectation, as well as internalized expectations on the students to contribute to feelings of failure, depression, and, sh- and stress. Um, I guess these are like things that, that are happening. Happening. Yeah, I wonder if Daniel, if Daniel is an educator, because you know this is a counselor uh, point of view. So if he, you know, because I mean, maybe this is just a judgment I put on Daniel, is that he seems like he's earned the trust of his students, and I wonder if they've disclosed those types of feelings of stress, depression, and or, or failure. I mean, I, I mean, maybe not though, right? Because they're they're faking it. Yeah, because like they don't want to disclose that. <laughs> Yeah, I I have I'm trying to think. I don't think I have like have had those like talks with like like talks with students. I've hinted at like if you know like if you need help, you let me know. Like I'm here for you. But like it was only it was unprompted uh, on the on the side of the students, but like I can tell mm. that like they mm. were stressed out or like that they were feeling something. Is it body language or? It, yeah, it's more body language. Okay. Like they, it's almost like they tried to avoid talking to me. About Ooh. any type of struggle. Yeah. Like if mm. I ask them about like, you know, like let's talk about Hamlet or like, let's talk about like the sentence that you wrote. Mm-hmm. They could do it. And like, they're, they're good with conversation. They're good with like, with like interacting with their peers. But like you can tell something's off. Okay, I, I mean, went... I also see it in my sister. Mm, I was about mm. to say, like, sorry, I snorted. I got really excited there for a second. Like, um, I, I wonder if it's because you're an Asian American, and yeah. like maybe they think that you also ascribe to like, oh shit, like uh, that you uphold, yeah, mo- like, like maybe was, they they don't yeah. know what the mom minority is, but like they the, whatever expectations that their like parents are setting on them yeah um maybe that they think that you have the same expectations because sounds I'm like transference yeah, yeah. <gasps> that's that's a counseling world word y'all 
Sorry. Oh. It's oh kind God. of like projecting. Yeah. yeah. Projecting like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like almost like a familial projection. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um. Kuya Daniel. Uncle Daniel. Yes. Yeah. Like, like maybe they, they see you as a Kuya, but not as like radical Kuya. Yeah. You know. Mm. And I mean, you know, that's not, I mean, that's not on anyone, but I, yeah. <laughs> it's just happens. is this you know wait especially when you're that young like no one teaches you how to navigate these feelings right so I guess that would be where career counselors step in right <laughs> um, so, only hope right that um, career counselors can be ut- utilized as unbiased third-party professionals um, to alleviate some of that cultural pressure related to academic success and career placements, um, especially if we are intentional intentional about considering um, or taking into account the cultural context of which like mm-hmm. students are navigating from. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you are a cultural, if you're practicing cultural humility, then you like go out of your way to understand like those cultural norms and to understand what what the model minority um, identification is and how it's not a strength that like works against us, but hella people love it. And so I think this would be a really good opportunity for students to um, rely on another adult who's like outside of their family. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, you, you know, like when you talk to your mom about something, like your mom has a stake in what she's, yeah. what kind of advice she's going to give you. Um, and so when these students don't have, um, like when they can talk to someone who doesn't have a stake in um, like whatever academic or career field that they want to explore, um then maybe they'll feel more free um, to explore things that they would be afraid to like tell their parents about. Y'all, I just had a revelation off what you were saying, Nicole. Mm. And I'm like, I'm thinking about either my own experience or some things that I've observed from like maybe how college students are, but I see that um, Asian American students really glom on to white educators at this point because white educators seem like they don't have to prescribe to the that like what model minority myth kind of forces us to do as Asians is to like prove our place in America and like um, white educators kind of move more freely and so that's why I think that Asian American students kind of when they do reach a level of trust with the adult mentor in their life they're typically white because they have some kind of freedom to be more mobile does that make sense like definitely sometimes I see that in like honors college or like you know what I mean that's why y'all got to get into the ethnic studies courses (laughs) (laughs) um wow I just I don't know I mean that's a theory I'm just throwing out there like I'm just seeing like that's probably why they don't really choose us to trust unless we're like hey, I don't give two fucks. And they're like, oh, you don't give two fucks. Okay, right. now now I can tell you. <laughs> now I can let my, um, now I can let my hair down kind of situation. Um, yeah, well. Daniel, you have a question. Nicole, your you? hands yeah. up. Oh yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Um, just like adding on to what um, Jean just shared too. Um, mm-hmm. With like Asian American students kind of like latching on to like white academic 
um, folk. That also kind mm -hmm. of like, um, I might be like reading into it, like almost like fetishization. Mm. So do you mean like fet like the student? Yeah, uh, kind of just like always having like a that subservi subservient. Oh, okay. It's um, like senpai noticed me, but it's white senpai. Yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, if that's I guess that's another reason why like representation matters. It really is like, okay, so small tangent. I was walking around a used bookstore and I was like, there's no, I concluded there's no books really about Asian Americans. One, not because people are not doing research, but because we have fixated on what careers look like. So we're not doing any real studies about self-actualization. So then nobody, we don't learn about us or each other. So it's just this vicious cycle of like memory loss. <laughs> And in, it's happening in real time too, like this, like we're not connecting the dots as like round folks. So we're just further memory loss. Jean, are you saying that Asian American studies and Asian studies, that there's like, there's a need for this type of research? There's a need and not enough access <laughs> and is, not enough funds to put saying? them in our Patreon. <laughs> I mean, like it is, it's so like, it's so tiring. <laughs> to research <laughs> the subject it when really is like this kind of me search it's not fun like white folks uh doing stuff on like i don't know american colonial whatever and like shakespeare <laughs> like because there's no like trauma or there's no like there's not as much trauma when you do that kind of me search <laughs> daniel made like, a face um i well okay I so like, like no go, go ahead, ahead daniel. Daniel. Go well, I'm just, my last, my last little note is like, if you look at any kind of Panay study, they always cite back to Yen Li Espiritu because it's like, she was the, the only one writing about it for some time. And it's like, hmm. she's tired y'all. Like <laughs> she wants other people to continue doing the work. <laughs> um, I was uh, like what I wanted to add to, I can't remember if I I can't remember if I um, mentioned this in the last episode, but um, I was reading like an excerpt from like a book about how um, discovery or like doing studies of something actually like, like also dehumanizes it. Mm. So I'm, like, like I understand how like important it is for us like to study because we have to know what's happening in our, in our like with like to our people. Um mm -hmm. But also, like, at the same time, it's, like, if if we have other, like, cultures study us, then we're being dehumanized. Whereas if we're studying ourselves, it's just knowledge of our own people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. Thank you for, um, yeah, just bookending what I mean. <laughs> thank you that makes so much sense it's it's so like it's so hard like to be in any type of like me search because especially when there's like power imbalance that you're that you're researching because it's like mm -hmm. that shit is so fucking draining like that is another like you are in this effort to write about the dehumanization that's happening it's like you're reliving the dehumanization right right oh, i fucking hate it this is why it's partly why like I, I fucking hate um 
academic writing and yeah. to like academically write about your dehumanization yeah <laughs> it's like it's so fucking pompous but it's like an an I guess necessary. I know. I don't like. I guess it's not. It's a double-edged sword, basically. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's yes. labor-intensive. Based off one, you have to investigate yourself, and you hope you hoped and care that um your people, your community cares instead of being like that. Well, that's dumb. You know what I mean? So there's that, and then it's like um uh your community or editors instead of saying like, well, that sound you sound like a victim. <laughs> exactly that's what I'm saying so it's like it's almost like you do all this labor and work in hopes to to bring in memory from the memory loss but then it's like matrixed out and everyone's like that's unreal <laughs> it's not real because we're model minorities <laughs> right right you're, you're like a, just not the model <laughs> yeah like a so I mean even when we're just walking around in class and me and Nicole were like yeah you know data was hard to find everyone's like huh what because they had different populations but yeah. um it's not that we didn't do the work, but um, to that end, uh, Nicole, will you tell Daniel some of the, our findings about high school um, strengths or is it weaknesses? Sure. Um, strengths, strengths and challenges. We we had to switch up the language we there. So um, yes, yes, yes. Um, high school, 2018. In high school, girls were elected to take um, or girls elect elected to take as many rigorous courses in math and sciences as the boys do and attain higher grades than boys doing all major subjects. You know, um, I can't relate to this, but I can, <laughs> but I can relate to having friends who, who did this. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. So in the same year, in contrast to boys, the gender expectations that most Asian American girls face align with the hegemonic standards and should positively foster their academic performance. So like white students, Erica, American, eh, Asian American girls are expected to be cooperative and responsible and to do well in school. Um, as children of immigrants, they are also socialized to be the keepers of the culture and are subjected to greater parental control. So it's like perform in school, but also don't be dating boys because you're focusing Yeah, that's on like school. my whole life in one bullet point. <laughs> you can't, you can't date. You can't have a boyfriend. You're in school. Yeah, but, but you, when are you? But when are you going to get married? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the further challenges. Um, same year, twenty eighteen. Families expected all children to do well in school, and they actively discouraged their daughters from attending parties, no parties, spending <laughs> time with friends outside of school, or bringing shame to the family by being sexually. Damn. What a leap! You are having a sex. You're doing a bomba bomba. <laughs> um as they are more permissive with their sons daniel can you i mean i guess this is like a can you relate to mm -hmm. uh like was is your your sister more monitored than you and your brother oh um to a degree yes in mm. terms of like the bringing shame part mm. definitely i also feel like I think the dynamics is also different because she's the youngest. Mm. Oh, okay. Intersection. Yes. Yeah. It's so the, like she, um, the, what is it called? The, the birth line. Yeah. So there. like some, some parts of like her, you know, like what she gets to do, she has more freedom than like, than I did. 
Mm, yeah. Okay. But some parts, like I had more freedom to do and she can't okay. or like she'd get in more trouble. Um, also like another layer of intersection. I'm gay as fuck. <laughs> so like, I didn't have to like worry about well, like at impregnating um but then like I guess like the flip side of that is that like people talked about me being gay right yeah because because you weren't you didn't have a like a a little abg sitting <laughs> on the hood of your honda civic Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, excuse me, it was a Toyota Sienna. I had oh, a brand. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um uh but in in um in seriousness though, like I do see a lot of a lot of um these challenges in um in like Asian American women. Um mm. but I also feel like that's where Asian American like the word Asian American has its limits. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like um like when we were when when you shared about like the the high school courses, I see that. Um but then when you both were like that didn't fit me and I was like, well it's also because maybe like Chinese women and Filipino women are or or like Malaysian women or like Korean women are all seen differently. Did you read ahead? Ooh, thank no, you I for didn't. that. I, I love that. <laughs> Daniel, what an educator. Oh, wow. Wait, did, was that part of your um your presentation? Yeah, it's part of it. Part of, part of our findings. Oh my god, I'm um, so sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. No. No, no. He, that's great. Uh, you you do the work, but this is what I'm now after hearing Nicole read it, I was like, so sex equals bad grades. It's like all I can think about is the consolidated form of that statement. Like Right, because sex it- because if you're too busy giving blowjobs or getting <laughs> getting eight out, then like, why would you want to do your homework? <laughs> Which makes no mm. fucking sense. It's like right. a bitch can do both. Right. First of all, it might help her get good grades. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, get that frustration out. You know, with healthcare. <laughs> yeah, like with um enthusiastic consent and safe sex practices mm-hmm. but folks folks are not ready to hear that or don't want to hear it all right so i'm going to move on to 2019 a federal uh, appeals court judge found that harvard met the strict constitutional standard for considering race in its admissions process uh the lawsuit by students for fair admissions confirmed that many asian american teens downplay or change their hobbies slash interests to appear as students, parents, and college admissions counselors as less Asian. That's so discretion. Jam, do you see this? Um, the widening of applications or preparatory stuff? I would say... I would say yes, hmm. but I also feel like, um, but this is just like with the experience at my school. Um, actually, wait a second. Wait a second. Do you have a FASA association? Do you, a do you, what? Do you have enough? Do you have enough Filipino American students at your oh, school no, we, for there to be a FASA? No. <laughs> no, we don't even have like an 
Asian American. Oh, you know what? We don't even have a Mecha. Interesting. Yeah. I I it's not that we don't I, there have, used to be one. I know that. There used to be. Yeah. It's not that we don't have like a faculty to do Mecha. I feel like there's just no time and we're not gonna get not necessarily okay we do get compensated but like there's no time in the day for us to do it because our day is already mm. so long i was about to say i think i i think i distantly know who the mecha faculty were and mm -hmm. they're probably they're probably not there anymore mm -mm. yeah mm. um which is strange because we're doing like this push for dei at the school currently i mean we're doing the best that we can and mm -hmm. it's it's sometimes like it's a slow forward going thing but it's forward going um but now that i think about it like thinking about like uh some of like the asian american students with their like resumes and stuff they are like if i covered their names i would have known like what race they are but i could also do that to my like latinx students Right. So this is probably, um, I guess, depending on just like immigrant students or like the yeah. the children of immigrants type. Like, I guess maybe also like with getting into like a an Ivy League or mm -hmm. I definitely think it's like... the Ivy League. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I also feel like, I mean, if like, I, I feel like this, uh, this is also telling about um, like school zoning Mm -hmm. um because mm -hmm. like a lot of my students in East Las Vegas are Latinx and sometimes like when I talk to like like other um or like when I go to like other schools to kind of just like explore to like to apply there I see a lot more like Asian students and then like their ranking like within like the schools is higher or like sorry the the school's ranking would be higher in the district yeah, so then, like, there would be a lot of, like, Asian students in private schools. Right. A lot of Asian students at, like, yeah. uh, like, SECTA or, like, like charter schools. Okay. Um, so, like, I don't know what it looks like for those students over there, but I have a feeling that, like, if that's the case, I feel like this is something that they would do because I know I tried to. Right. You know, that's very wild that there's not really a lot of um, research on this mm. in Las Vegas, especially since Las Vegas likes to pride itself on mm -hmm. having like the fastest growing Asian American demographics in like the nation. Yeah, but zero data collection. Yeah.